Hello and welcome to the Speak Female podcast, the podcast that is on a mission to empower, coach and educate women as well as allies around the world to become more confident, knowledgeable and to have the opportunity to listen to real subjects that they can either relate to or learn something from. Speak female as a term is defined by changing the meaning around words, phrases and stereotypes that tend to have a negative association towards women. Speak female is about how we can and will edit the narrative to build a value community with a goal to see justice in the world. I'm your host, Lucy Grimwade, and I wear many hats where I think and encourage others to think outside of the box. I'm an ICF qualified coach, senior IT improvement manager, and of course, audio and visual podcaster. For season three, I have introduced panel style conversations on topics such as leadership, confidence and menopause. This is alongside a couple of interviews with incredible women doing incredible things. Now let's speak female. Welcome back to the Speak Female podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what it means to be fashionable and stylish. I'm joined by Lizzie Parsons, who is an image consultant and personal stylist, Samantha Harmon, who is a qualified personal style coach and magazine editor, and Winnie Cadet, an environmental scientist in the oil and gas industry with a keen interest for fashion, the arts and travelling. Welcome, ladies, to the Speak Female podcast. I'm going to start and and dive straight in by reading out a quote, and I'm going to ask for your view on it. So Coco Chanel famously said, fashion fades, only style remains the same. Now, what does that mean to you? And Sam, I'm going to come to you first on that. I think that style is not just about the item of clothing but it's about your whole legacy so today I was writing an article for about the Goodwood Revival and about vintage fashion and I remembered that my nan had a blazer a navy blazer and she uh, used to kind of like dress up with everything that she wore even when she was in her you know 70s 80s she was always really glamorous and shortly after she died I found the blazer and every time that I wear that blazer, I'm reminded of my nan. And it's not just it's not just about the item of clothing. It's the whole memory and the legacy. And I think that now we are in a bit of a conundrum with fast fashion that style has been slightly lost. And it's really easy if you don't know what your style is or you don't understand your body shape or the colours that work for you to kind of get caught up in the, this trend cycle. And I think that we need to get back to really thinking about what style means to us and what kind of legacy that we want to leave. Wow. Mm-hmm. Love that about the legacy. In my head, I'm now thinking like, mm-hmm. so all that investment on my designer handbags and like my Chanel blazer that I'm saving up for, you know, in years to come, if I have children, I'm going to leave it to, to a, a child. Or if I don't, I'm, you know, I've got some friends who've got some children. I'm thinking, oh, I could always leave it to them. And that could be my legacy, the Chanel blazer. I love that. Lizzie, what's your view? Okay, so first of all, the quote is... <laughs> Um, only uh, style remains or um, only style remains eternal or something like that it's not necessarily that it remains the same it's that it remains 
Um, so fashion. So the way fashion has historically worked um, before about maybe five, 10 years ago is that the catwalks, the designers would dictate what everybody wore. And so it would filter down. Then we have a concept of what's called bubbling up. So trends didn't come from the catwalk necessarily, they were coming from different areas. Now fashion is obviously what's the current zeitgeist of the day. But if we look at fashion in terms of the word trends, what trends means is what's going on not only in fashion, but everywhere. So what's the trend in the economy? What's the trend in interiors? What's the trend with the way behavior and communication is? You know, how we're um, dealing with lots of different things as a society. And so we have different areas that bubble up and then what happens is they influence the catwalks now as well as the trickling down. So that's fashion. And it is important because fashion is what it's doing is it's giving you a picture of what the current mood is. So we're getting a great idea of the current mood and fashion is dictated by everything that's going on in the world. And if you look at certain shows, um, you'll see t-shirts with slogans on about feminism. You'll see different types of models. We're looking at more, diverse models now, bigger models, lots of models from different countries, and but we're not seeing a few, we're seeing a big mix. And what happens is how that then leads into style is that style is a way for us to communicate who we are. And what we want to do is pick the trends that speak to us. And you can buy those secondhand, wait till somebody's bought it, realize they bought the wrong size, go on a secondhand site and go pick it up with the labels on, <laughs> you know, a month after it's come out because somebody's online shopped and hasn't sent it back. Clothing impacts how we feel. So it's really, really important that instead of following the current zeitgeist completely to the letter and saying, this is what's influencing at the moment, that we're saying, what's important to me, what messages do I want to convey and how do I want to feel and that's the most important thing and that's the difference between fashion and style and how they interact with each other. Yeah that's really that's helpful actually you. Lizzie, thank you for that. Uh, Winnie, what about you? So to me um, I agree largely with what um, Lizzie said and I think that um, fashion is closely linked to current events things that are going on and, and constant uh, movement and change around us. So for example, um, Lizzie, I think touched upon the, um, what is it? I think it was feminism and yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we can talk about like, the, yeah, so um, Me Too movement or even if it's yeah. like uh, something political or religious that's, that's going on in the world. And that tends to, to go hand in hand somehow that's why it's like constant movement and and you know it's 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 fashion but style i think style is, is much more personal and um like what sam was saying it's it's also um what you will leave as a, as a legacy but not only that it's also what 
you as a person are intaking from everything around you apart from the the, the, the links with fashion. So um, if I were to give an example, um, I, I live, I've lived in, in different continents, but although I lived in, I've lived in Europe for, for quite a long time, I lived in Europe for, for around eight years, I still, I could still feel that my personal style that had been heavily influenced by African colors and that was my style independently of wh whether I, I was in, in a country where the fashion was constantly moving or, or not, I still was able to maintain that personal aspect, which is what, what my style, I consider my style to be. So yeah, that's my take on it. And then I guess I'm curious because I think that um, for me, I love my my mum. I've definitely got it from my mama because she um, has her own fashion business. Um, and she also used to kind of do a few little catwalks, a top shop in the day. And she has some like amazing photographs of her just being so super stylish. And she always is so well coordinated. But it wasn't really until I had worked with, with Lizzie, actually, for me to kind of figure out like who I am in, in regards to my style. So Winnie there just talked about how you know she's had kind of influences from growing up that kind of African color style which you know I know Winnie really well she always wears such fantastic vibrant colors so I guess kind of for for kind of Sam and Lizzie really and Sam I'll start with you you know how can people start on that journey of kind of figuring out that that style because style was personal and you mentioned about the legacy and the kind of impact and how it can make us feel a lot a loaded very loaded question there ladies so we can kind of cut it down a little bit Sam so I think it's actually quite important to recognize how your childhood impacts how you feel about fashion so um I grew up in very poor as it it, that's what happened and we kind of had holes in our clothes and not through lack of my parents working really hard which they did but it was always that you know labels meant something and we were always kind of in hand-me-downs and that then led me to kind of a scarcity mindset and not feeling worthy enough of things that I might have wanted so I think that addressing issues like that is really important first and foremost because otherwise what can happen and I see it a lot is that women can then earn money and then either not feel worthy of investing in things so they'll end up always buying stuff in the sale for example or not wearing things because they're saving it for best because they don't feel good enough for that particular mm -hmm. item so it's really important to address those kind of issues which are which is things that I do with my clients I think that it's really important as a stylist, I'm sure that Lizzie, well, I know that she agrees, is understanding the person and understanding what they need from this experience, not just wear this, wear that, which is what a massive misconception of what stylists do. A lot of people think that we're just going to go, you look terrible in this, only wear this colour, only do this, et cetera, et cetera. And actually it's about understanding who the person is. And I think it's really important to just think about what, makes you happy like what is it that makes your heart sing when you see things what is it that gets your pulse racing and that then goes back to the core of what it is that you love and what you want to wear and that's really important it's really important to understand who you are 
so that you can drown out all the rest of the noise that's going on all around you because you are constantly being sold to whether you realize it or not you're constantly being sold to all the time yeah and thank you Sam because actually you posted something um probably I don't know it must have been about a month ago or so around you know stop kind of holding it for best stop you know and actually mm. now I do just wear all my clothes because otherwise I know because we've had this pandemic I've not been going out as much but actually I do make such an effort now and I'm, I'm wearing the clothes are in my wardrobe I've saved up my money and I've purchased them especially the designer stuff that I like and people who know me well know I like to buy designer and uh yeah so really agree with that Lizzie Oh, I just love that. I love what everything that Sam said. Oh, spoke to my heart. Yeah, I completely agree. So your style is based on your past. You know, your values are based on your past and your experiences that you've had uh, uh, and what you love. You know, all of this kind of comes together to amalgamate and make your style. Um, I, you know, I grew up um, with secondhand everything and I loved it and it's magical and you know I saw it as treasure hunting even when people were like that's a bit gross that everyone you know that people are wearing secondhand clothes I was always like so much magic in it um and actually that feeling of you know the dressing up box you know when you're a child I my parents could never afford for me to have a dressing up box I used to go to friends houses and raid theirs um and I would just have the best time and yeah when I work with clients it's different for everybody you know style looks different for everybody and it's standing as unapologetically as you can in your essence and that's vulnerable um, and it takes some bravery and it takes some work you know in my experience it takes two years of working with a client for them to go okay I know what my style is I know what my body shape is I know what my colors are I now feel good in my clothes but to really kind of get to the point where they're like okay I'm going to unleash my style now that's usually in the second year it doesn't happen straight away and I think there's also a pressure that people feel that they need to change too quickly or they need to evolve too quickly because there is an evolution that happens here and it has to be at people's own rate. And, you know, like with other things, like when you're coaching on your mindset, this again, it's a journey. You know, there's never going to be a final destination here. It's always going to be a journey. And there's so much fun in it. And it's so magical. And it's about having fun. Yeah, style and substance is really important. You can have both. Winnie. Wow, um, I think Sam and Lizzie said it all. Really, I, I I wouldn't know how to how to add. I mean, I think that yes, your your past is is very very much um, the like the driving force. And if you look back, I don't know what feelings you get, but when I look at old pictures of my parents or what they're wearing or just the things that they used to to put on me as a, as a child that I, I feel, I genuinely feel so proud of my parents because I, like, I think, I don't feel embarrassed at all. A lot of people might, might feel embarrassed. Oh, you know, they're wearing this, that, or the other. But um, I think it, there's, you know, styles, look at like photographs of your parents, your family. And I think it speaks for itself really. And um, yeah, so definitely, definitely has a lot, a lot of weight. On, on your style whatever is it that you you had you were put on in the past 
so you know Winnie I'm going to ask you now but you're going to have to send me some of these pictures of you when you was a baby so I can oh, see no how problem. No problem. <laughs> so I, I just, can get yeah. some inspiration properly as well <laughs> <laughs> no problem I, I was kind of a uh I wouldn't say a tomboy but I used like I used to love being in shorts um no shoes and like some weird t-shirts and top bits so it's nothing um fashionable but I guess now and in, in, in nowadays if we're talking about fashion but it, I think it looks pretty cool I will share it with you yeah and I will share it with Sam and Izzy as well <laughs> no problem at all <laughs> and I'm just going to kind of pick up on something both Lizzie and Sam have touched really it's around that kind of sustainability buying secondhand Nowadays, I think over the last couple of years, well, for me personally, I've now seen it kind of being more kind of an attractive, and I'm saying that in air quotes, and I really like that, you know. I love kind of doing a bit of a treasure hunt, a bit like what Lizzie was saying there. I found like vintage blazers, um, like a really old school red, because I, Sam was saying on her Instagram recently about how red is like a really good color, um, especially for this season coming in. And I found this kind of really old school principles, like principles blazer. And I bought it, it was £10. I got it from an app called Vinted and I love it. So can I just get your views on you know, sustainability, you know, how we can be more sustainable, anything really to add around that would be fantastic. And Lizzie, I'll start with you on that one, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. So if we take the word sustainability, it means to sustain, and we don't want to sustain because we can't cope at the sustaining levels. Uh, What we need to do is reduce. If you're a maximalist like me, you're a bit worried about that. Um, So I want to put it in context. You know, it comes back to, are you wearing your clothes? Do you love them? Are you wearing them out? You know, exactly what Sam said, you know, don't save things for best. I think if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's, you know, just enjoy life. Life is short, you know, wear the clothes, embrace who you are and enjoy yourself. Um, try as much as possible and we all do it I do it as well to not mindlessly buy know your goals know your gaps know what's going to work know if something's vintage there's going to be approximately two sizes uh smaller than what you are currently uh, vintage and if you're buying online everything has measurements grab a tape measure measure your waist measure your bust measure your shoulders have those things up somewhere so that you know your measurements and buy what you love um and that you're not going to keep the best and wear your clothes and if you, you know it does happen if you do find that you've got something and it's too small even if it's from a secondhand shop you know see if you can do a swap Swapping is one of the best things you can do. Hold a swap party with friends and swap clothes. That is a really good idea. It's one of the most sustainable things you can do. The secondhand market, there's a lot of waste. A lot of the waste goes to countries in Africa. They cannot sell it. So lots of secondhand clothes just ends up as pollution. So swap, keep it circular, try and keep it in the country you're in sell it, swap it, reuse it, get it tailored and use it until it wears out, then use it for cleaning rags, get it in the garden as, you know, once it's completely gone, you know, start lining um, your compost and your plants with it, you know, but keep it in use for as much as possible, 
stay away from the polyester, stay away from the viscose, you know, try and find natural fibers. Um, and if you are buying new, look for the, I think it's the GOTS, can't tell you what that stands for, I'm really sorry, but it's like the official certified um, organic label for cotton and things like that. And it just means that people have been treated better than you you just buying bog standard cotton. Yeah. Thank you, Lizzie. There's so much there that I'm just like, mm, I need to look at my habits. <laughs> look at my <laughs> habits and what I'm all buying. Of us do, they. do you know what? Honestly, it's all it's me as well. Like I might know it, but I don't always follow it. And you know. I have that add to cart nights, you know, with my husband going, what are you doing? Nothing, you know? So, you know, no, I'm not buying, I promise you. And then it comes in, he's like, is this new? I'm like, no, I had it for ages. I just haven't worn it for ages. Oh, I'm totally dear. lying, you know, I'm totally lying. Um, and this is the thing, is it a gap or are you going to love it and are you going to wear it? Yeah. And if, you know, some people have, if you're not a maximalist, you might want to say if something comes in, something has to go out swap it, sell it. Yeah. Winnie. Yeah. So I'd like to pick up maybe on two things that Lizzie spoke about. Um, and one of them is how um, the clothes end up coming here to Africa, that this is a reality that um, it's been like this forever, pretty much ever since uh, I've known myself as, as a person I, I knew about this but it was here it was uh, regarded as something more for the um, lower income kind of people that's, that's where they 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 go and get their clothes right um, and other people who um, maybe were um, like middle class or and up um, these people are mainly people that can you know, buy plane tickets, travel, go for holidays and shop, 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 which is kind of my experience in life up, up until um, COVID. <laughs> so, so strangely enough, now it's becoming in for everyone and anyone to go um, to these places where, where you can buy secondhand clothes from Europe or, or, or from the States and you can get the most amazing things. Um, some people have even begun uh, businesses, just, you know, they, they, they resell that. So they, they, they buy it and then they've set up pages on Instagram and they, they, they sell it. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't know, oddly, it's, it's worked out in a very odd way be, maybe because of COVID, uh, I'm not too sure, but it con coincided with with the timing. So I think it, it that's that's the reason. Um, and the other point is um, also a few of the examples that, that Lizzie was was giving us of things that um, a few of the devices rather that Lizzie was giving us and things to do. Um, fat, like along the years, I've I've given myself rules and, and regulations to stop buying so much at one point I was addicted to shoes and purses so I reached a ridiculous number of pairs of shoes even when we were at uni Lucy like it's weird and I, you know I was a student so it's not like I could you know it was dumb move but yeah sorry <laughs> but and I I remember like implementing this rule on myself where I was um, prohibited to buy a pair of shoe for a whole year unless it was a case of an emergency where if I'm like you know walking about in the street and my sandal broke or something like that but yeah for a whole year um, I did not buy shoes 
and it worked fine. I used all my shoes that I had already and it like, you know, there were enough for me. So, you know, unnecessary buying is, is real. <laughs> um, but just to also share a little bit of what, um, what else I, I'm doing currently. Um, in two weeks time, I'm going to have, we call it a bazaar here. I'm not sure how you would call it there, but it's just like a, like a, what maybe people know it as a garage sale, but I'm doing it for my clothes that I haven't, anything that I haven't worn for the past two years. So pre-COVID, I am going to sell it off and, and then I'm with the money, I'm just gonna, gonna, yeah, give it away to charity. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. I've got two things to come back on you on that, Winnie. One, you did buy lots of shoes at university. And two, I could never borrow them because your feet were bigger than mine. And I was (laughs) devastated. Devastated. Because you didn't just... I know, and I'm a size five. Like, everything... I'm such an average size person that everything kind of always sells out in mine. But I just could never wear your stuff. Ah! Um, And also, yeah, love what you're doing. Like, it we would do something over here like a market or like a car boot sale kind of thing and actually you've just triggered me thinking about we are going to be doing that we're about to move so we're in this process of like clearing our stuff out and I was like well I don't really want to go and take it to the tip I'd like to do something and and kind of sell it on and then with that money give it to a charity because otherwise kind of to your point Lizzie sometimes it just you know goes to landfill and I, I don't I don't want to be part of that um Sam what's your view on sustainability I think I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but if this episode can be a wake up call for people, that would be great. And I think that when you buy something, you're not just, you know, cheering yourself up. You are making a transaction for the kind of world that you want to live in and the kind of companies that you want to keep buying from. And so when you buy something, rather than thinking, even just rather than thinking, will I wear this? Think, am I willing to start a relationship with this piece of clothing because even if you throw it away you're still culpable you're still the one who's done that you're still responsible and that piece of clothing you know if it's made from plastics or many different types of material is going to be here long after you are that's the scary reality of a lot of this stuff and it's about going back to the whole idea of a legacy what kind of legacy do you want to leave for the world and you know you are responsible and I think a lot of people don't realize the practices of some of these companies. So for example, I was talking to a lady today about a certain high street brand and she said, Oh, they're sustainable. And I said, actually, if you look into it, it's greenwashing. So what they do, what a lot of these big fast fashion companies do is they say, we've got this screen line. It's sustainable underneath that. It's not sustainable at all. And it's up to us as consumers. We're the ones with the power because we're the ones with the money to vote with our money and say what we will and will not tolerate. And I don't think it's enough now to just kind of close our eyes and pretend that we don't know it's happening or just, you know, ignore it. We are, we are responsible and we need to really take some responsibility for it in every purchase that we make, whether that's fashion or, you know, food production, all that kind of stuff. What kind of legacy do you want to leave on the world? That's the question to ask yourself the next time your binge shopping, which we all, we all, you know, we all, we all do it, but it's about addressing the reasons why you want to shop. And instead of shopping, if you're having a bad day, what else could you do with your time? That's going to make you feel better. That doesn't involve spending money. Yeah. Um, 
that's really kind of hit me actually because I know that my shopping habits haven't helped the world at all and I feel guilty I've got that guilt and you know the kind of plastic straw you know when when everyone kind of was starting to get rid of the plastic straws and then the, I think now we're getting that same level of guilt coming up so you know I won't buy plastic straws if I have a plastic straw in my glass if when we go out I will always be like I don't want this can you go and recycle this um, and then I shame the person that's given it to me so yeah I, I really felt that Lizzie the clothing industry is the joint third biggest polluter um, in the world. And the, the best thing we can all do is stop buying new. Honestly, if you want to just lay it on the line, the best thing we can all do is just wear our clothes. Just wear what you've got. Wear what you've got. Um, and swap. Swap clothes rather than buying it secondhand and rather than buying it new. You know, if we're being completely honest here um it is important I you know I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm sure Sam thinks about it a lot as well because with the nature of our job I know that I feel responsible for what I'm saying and what I'm communicating and, and what I'm offering and so I have the I think it's better to um inspire somebody um, and I think that you've still got to let people make their own choice. You can give them advice, um, but make their own choices. So, for example, the uh, the downloads that I've done now, they have, you know, eco-friendly. And then I've said what that means, you know, using sustainable fabrics, looking after their workers, as far as we know. And if you go to, there's a great directory. I don't know if you guys know it. The Good Trade is a sustainable one that's good to look at. But there's another one that's absolutely brilliant that I will, I will link you to. And basically, it's a clothing directory, and it gives you a smile face that tells you how good they are to the good on you that's it so good on you is what it's called if you go to them they're a directory so if you type in Zara or if you type in H&M they will tell you their sustainability in every area fabrics factories environment shops you get everything and then they give you a little smiley face and it goes from very unsmiley to very smiley and then what they do at the bottom is they say, if you like Zara, shop here instead. If you like H&M, shop here instead. So the Good On You website, I highly recommend. It is US owned, but they do um, do a UK, um, they do do UK shops as well. Um, and, and yeah, and I think, you know, you make it conscious you can do something about it. If it's conscious and considered, you can do something about it. We are in an absolute state with this. Um, and, you know, it's just doing as much as we can, um, but it is probably too late with this industry. Um, but that doesn't mean we should we should stop. We definitely need, the, the whole industry needs an overhaul, massive overhaul. It's, it's a hard one to discuss. Yeah. We shouldn't be buying me. You know, that's the truth. Yeah. And do you know what the two takeaways from both both of um, you and Sam so far is for me is I'm going to have a look at doing that kind of swap clothes party, which I think would be super fun, especially when we've moved. Um, and then I'm going to have a look at that. Is, did you say it was good on you? Yeah, good on you. Great. I'm going to have a look at that too. And then I'm going to link that into the show notes as well. 
So with kind of style in mind, I wanted to ask a question around how you can use style to show your personality. And Winnie, I'm going to come to you first on that one. Okay, wow. I don't know. I think maybe um, it's easier if somebody else kind of... <laughs> no, I'm joking. I was going to put that on you, Lucy. I was going to ask you how you think. Ha ha ha. I was laughing. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> I was like, I, wasn't, I did laugh and I was on mute. And I was like, oh, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> My personality. Um, uh, I don't know. This is at least from what, from my end. I think um, is kind of based my I I transmit it through the colors I'm wearing. I think that that is a, a very big portion of it. Um, and then I, I would attribute it mostly to colors because um, they kind of change along with time. Although I do tend to to wear bright colors. Um, a lot but you know depending on on the mood and I, I do notice it I do notice it and depending on, on the mood that I'm in I kind of transition to lighter or darker shades sometimes but it brings out um, my personality and what I'm feeling at the time um, I am very I think I am very um, kind of I'm more, I'm more of a rebel in terms of rules like you know what is like set um, in terms of, I don't know, whatever fashion rules there are, I, I don't, you know, I don't tend to follow them um, the slightest bit, but I try to do whatever makes me feel comfortable, um, which I think is also a big indicator of my personality. So if I, um, to give you a concrete example, um, as you all know, I work in a very corporate kind of environment um, but I do show up in purple and red hair in a country that is very conservative in terms of rules and what you should wear or not you know and I'm talking about hair but yeah that's I, I consider my hair part of my style because it's it's a big part of me um, but also clothing and and, and shoes we do have a few rules, obviously, some of them, because I, I sometimes have um, kind of practical work and, and field work. Obviously, I can't, I can't play around with that because that's, that's just um, health and safety. But you will see in my coveralls um, with maybe a little brush, <laughs> you know, or something that will make me, will, 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 I don't know, will make me feel more like me <laughs> in those clothes. Um, so, so yeah, I consider my, myself a rule, a rule breaker. Yeah, I definitely agree, agree with that. And I think you're a, a rebel, but also you look damn good. You look damn good in your rule breaking, <laughs> in your rule breaking mode. And um, oh, thank you, <laughs> um, Lizzie. Can I come to you next, please? Yeah, I would definitely say I'm the same, Winnie. I, I like to, I love the Apple adverts, you know, like the Apple adverts about we don't walk in, we parade in, never had a seat at the table, so we don't know how to behave. I'm like, yes, that's me. Yeah. Um, and I, I love all that. And actually, so what I would say is your style is so personal and style just means your way. If we just, you know, Scrub it right down. It just means your way. It's your way that you get out of bed. It's what you wear. So what you wear 
um, signals to others who you are and where you belong in this world. So when we're talking about dressing like a rebel, we're signaling where we belong. That's what we're saying. We're saying this is my tribe here. The rebels are my tribe, or the people that, you know, very demean and Audrey Hepburn, like, for example, I'm generalizing, but we're saying this is our tribe. The more dramatic is our tribe. You remember as teenagers, we might have had people that were goths or called emos, um, and then we would have had the popular group. It's all about communities. And if we take it back to the baser steps, you know, it's, it's tribal communities. So your style also tells your brain what kind of behaviours and traits it wants to possess when you're wearing an outfit. So that then it comes back to the childhood dressing up box and when you put a feather boa on and your mother's 90s, 80s prom dress and you felt differently and even as a seven-year-old, you know, you stood differently and you sashayed and it changes your you know, um, your psychology. And this is called enclosed cognition. So it's there's been scientific studies done on this. And what it basically means is that clothing impacts how you think. It's powerful and it's so fun. Yeah. Lizzie, and when you were saying all of that stuff, I was like laughing and agreeing <laughs> with you. And it's all the stuff that we've worked on. And, you know, and, and Sam, like, definitely want to get your view on this because one of the reasons why I perhaps am a lot more bolder and brave in some of my choices is I've kind of not copied you because I have my own style but I've kind of embodied my inner Sam almost and when I go to the office now I will wear my power blazer when I wear a t-shirt I'm making sure it goes with my um, inverted triangle shape I've got a t-shirt that kind of is bigger on one side but then I'd kind of wear my flare trousers with it and you know I will try and like and you know you're saying there Lizzie about kind of going into the you know walking along kind of sashaying a lot I do that I own that oh down the high street earlier and I was sashaying along so Sam can I come to you next please yes I love that yes I love that get out get out you're in Sam that's what I say <laughs> be more I, Sam yeah. uh, I love that. I really do. Um, yeah, just everything that Winnie and Lizzie were saying, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Um, style is obviously very personal, but, you know, humans have been adorning themselves for thousands of years. And like Lizzie was saying, it's all about community and connection. It's telling the world who you are and also telling yourself who you are. And um yeah, I think that it's really important to dress for you as much as possible. And actually plain dress up is really important. So I find with people when they're talking to me about their style, they're saying I've got nothing to wear. When you ask them, when was the last time you got everything out of your wardrobe and actually tried it all on? The answer is pretty much never. And as we get older, you know, when we're kids, we love playing dress up is something that we do for fun and it's how it helps us build our character and who we are and our confidence and then as we get older we kind of see it as a childish thing to do and actually creativity is massively important as you go through your life it's a way of expressing yourself and you know reducing your stress and just feeling good and feeling good about who you are in this world that kind of tells you who you're supposed to be it's about reconnecting with actually who you are and 
the one tip that I would give is before you buy anything, actually look in your wardrobe and take it all out and try it all on. And you will find that you have, you know, five years worth of outfits there. You don't need to buy anything else. I, d- I did this last weekend. I did it. I took everything out. I do it about three, four times a year. And I looked at it all and I was like, you know what? I love my clothes, but I don't need anything. I don't need anything more. This is all, this is everything that I need. I don't need to shop now for years and years. Um, yeah, play, play dress up, get your clothes out and actually try them on. And if they don't fit, don't worry about it too much. Stop connecting who you are as a person with the size of a garment. That's really, really important. Yeah. Action for everybody who's listening is to go and spend a day or half a day going in your wardrobe and trying everything and playing dress up and then part, like sort of pairing some outfits together. Absolutely love that. We want to see their outfits. Tag us. Uh, tag us. Oh my goodness me. Yes, I do it on Instagram. Maybe I'll come up with like a hashtag for it or something. And then we can follow this hashtag. I'll do something like that. Check out the show notes. It will be there. We want to see it. We'll be commenting, praising you. Yes, Queen. On it. Lizzie. So although many of us do have the wardrobes that are full, I you know, I know from experience there are some of us out there that are going that that's not me like I don't nothing fits I have very little and actually I don't like shopping so I don't shop and actually I don't have enough and while that's not everyone that is some people and I I do want to address those people that are listening that literally do not have clothes in their wardrobe that they can wear that they've literally got they've got a couple of things um and so I would say I would completely reiterate what Sam says about getting it out, get it organized, work out what doesn't fit, work out what's corporate you that you're probably never going to wear again. And you know, you're never going to wear it and you've evolved and your body's changed and, you know, you're hitting a certain point in life where things are expanding, boobs are dropping, you know, it just, you know, everything is changed from what you're used to. Um, And, you know, you are going to need to get some stuff you are um and and that is about you then taking the time to invest in yourself and and really get conscious and clear about what it is you need and ask for professional help um from a personal stylist or image consultant that's been recommended to you or that you know or that you like the look of um and go and work with them and go get your wardrobe clothing ducks in a in a row um i think one of the I think eco age do this thing where they say can you get 30 wears out of it as as quickly as possible and I think that's a really good rule of thumb so I like the three can I create three outfits is wonderful as well but can I get 30 out can I get 30 wears out of this as quick as possible and I love that because you think if I'm going to wear this quite this regularly and I'm going to get 30 wears out of this quite quickly then it's a winner then it's a no-brainer and try things on, you know, we can get back out in shops, know your measurements and try things on because it's going to reduce the amount of stuff you've got to send back. And on that note, a lot, a lot of retailers will not sell the clothes that are returned. They will send them to landfill. Not all of them, ASOS, 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 
they're very good. They will take the time and invest the money um, in getting the stuff ready to be sent out to another person that buys the item. Other retailers don't do that. It will go to landfill if you return it. So really, really think about how much you're online shopping because we're not there with virtual reality yet, which I'm sure will come, but we're not <laughs> there yet. We don't have an avatar of our body that we can put things on and go, oh, that works. So, you know. Yeah. It's like really from Clueless. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Just to have your kind of, uh, and then your yeah, outfits. Yeah, what works. Uh, shop your wardrobe where you can though. It's really, really important. And, you know, I, I've gone into clients' houses and I've said, how many wardrobes do you have? And they're like, you know, I've got a double wardrobe in my bedroom. I've we've opened a, um, a cupboard in the hallway, and clothes have fallen out on us. And the clothes haven't even been hung up. The clothes aren't even being looked after. And I think you know Sam touched on this before. You know, having a relationship with those clothes, which I love. I love that. You know, these clothes. There's no relationship there. They're literally being pulled up and thrown. You know, either on the floor you know, with all the dust bunnies or they're just being thrown in and the doors are being shut and hoping for the best. That's not a relationship with your clothes. And then, you know, honestly, I do start thinking, you know, maybe you need to be looking at speaking to somebody professional that can help you with that, which we don't do. We can do to a point that it becomes about a hoarder mentality sometimes. And that's a completely different area of expertise. Yeah, really, you know? really do agree with what you said there, Lizzie, about kind of investing in the right areas and if if it's something a bit more more to do with the kind of the mind and how you're feeling then definitely seek more professional help e.g counsellors yeah yeah and have the conversation I I know it feels silly I get it feels silly but if you're somebody that is constantly buying or be honest with yourself you know I know for example and I don't know how many listeners will be the same I know I'm more likely to buy when I feel more overweight for myself I know I'm more likely to I'm more like because I'm trying to feel better by buying when I need to feel better and stop at the first Mars bar um you know that's me so you know there are things that we all need to address but they're all interlinked with clothes you know body image is really interlinked with clothes and how we shop it is and to wrap up the podcast, as you know, I like to end with a bit of a toolbox. So I know that we've already talked loads about, you know, the sustainability piece and the action about um, go going on and trying some clothes on if, if that's what you want to do. And I came up with the um, hashtag speak female dress up. So that's going to be the hashtag and I'll put it into the, the um, show notes as well. But and also the kind of 30 outfits in the three ways. Um, I've got the playing dress up, which I mentioned, the second hand, um, the style is personal. And then I loved her beginning when um, Sam was saying about your legacy, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? So to wrap up, what kind of tools or resources could our listeners go on, uh, go and view, to go on a journey, but I mixed my words together there, um, to go on the journey of kind of working on their style? Uh, Winnie, can I go, come to you first on that one, please? Sure. Um, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but um, I, 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 listeners who will have uh, listened to also to the, the podcast on authentic, authentic 
authenticity, how do you say it? <laughs> authenticity. Um, I think it's interlinked. So, um, you know, just reflect, take, take some time off of everything and just have like an introspection and just think, who, who are you to yourself? What, you know, are you being an authentic person? And how will you let that communicate to the world? I think um, it was Samantha that said earlier that um, uh, style is the way of communicating um, your personality or your person to, to, to the world, right? And then, so I think it's, it, it's beneficial if you just stop, take a minute to have a breather and understand um, who you are as a person and how, you know, how you could reflect that to the world. And then I think once you get that done, it's kind of automatic. You will know that you will, you will love that skirt or that, you know, or that shirt. And it's, and then it's just a matter of, um, you know, dressing up uh, in front of a mirror, try, trying, you know, you know, having some fun with it as well. And, and also dare yourself to go a little bit out of your comfort zone. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's always a fun experience. I, I tend to do that quite a lot. So I, it's, it's something I recommend. Um, can I come to you next? So one thing I think is a relatively um, inexpensive but nice way of helping yourself get into the energy that you want to convey is underwear. So when you get up in the morning, the first thing that you put on is going to tell your mind what kind of energy you're going to be in for the rest of the day. And one area where I see a lot of women kind of not investing properly, I guess, is their underwear. You know, if you've got old pants that the elastic going in there, they've got holes in them, they're going gray. You've got bras that are saggy, the straps are falling down that's not great. And everything starts with the foundations in terms of your mindset and in terms of your wardrobe too. So that's one place where I would say, you know, if you want to, if you want to feel better and dress and do it for yourself too, then wear good pants. Secondly, there's a really good book called Dress With Sense, which is just really good if you want some tips around sustainability and how to, um, kind of look after your clothes that's really important find a local tailor there are tailors around and make friends with them and take things to your tailor so I have one where I live and I've taken blazers to them that have I've thought of bit in the dust I've taken skirts to them that don't fit I took a pair of trousers last week that I put on and busted the zip and instead of getting down on myself and thinking oh my god I've put on weight this is awful I'm a terrible person I thought no this is just a label on a piece of clothing. I'm going to take it to the tailor and get it sorted out. That's really important. Um, yeah, and everything starts with your mindset. So, you know, if you feel the urge to shop, actually try and address the feelings around why that is. Do something else. Go and have a bath. Go and journal on, on what actually the feeling is because the urge to shop isn't necessarily the urge to shop. It's something deeper going on for you. And that's really important to to address those feelings love that comment about tailoring there lizzie everybody's different there's not going to be one bit of advice that's going to be right for everybody um you know if you need outside help with your style 
type in image consultant or personal stylist near me onto Google, look at reviews. Um, and if you feel like you need outside help, you know, we are here. We're a fabulous community of men and women. You know, you can get the support you need. There are lots of um, free groups you can join that um, stylists have. So you can get an idea of uh, what your um, personality is, what your shape is. You can literally go online and type in body shape calendar, a uh, calculator. You put in your measurements, it'll tell you what your size is, what your shape is. That's going to really, really help. And you've not had to pay anybody a penny at that point to go on the body shape calculator to look at your style personality you've not had to pay anybody a, a penny and also get um clear about who you are now i would say that the best thing you can do which is super fun is to either do a physical mood board or jump on pinterest for anybody that doesn't know what pinterest is it's a mood board uh, website and you can download the app and go and pin things that just speak to your soul. Clothing, mainly clothing and accessories and hairstyles and makeup if you wear makeup. Um, a little bit of interiors and just create a style board, a little bit of holidays and any patterns or print and art that comes up. And find out what your style is for who you want to be now. When people take my style personality quiz, I learned to say, are you taking this by how you behave now or are you taking this quiz based on how you want to behave? And invariably they go, well, how I behave now. And I said, well, if you, are, if you answered it about how you wanted to behave, would it be different? Would the answers be different? And they say, yes. I say, take it again, <laughs> take it again. And let's see, let's see the results and let's see where we're bridging. Let's see where we're putting the bridge. Um, but there's lots of things that you can do that are completely free that are useful tools and that will inspire you and give you knowledge. Um, and then if you still want to work with somebody, you can. Um, and know that we're all different. Some people, I have this experience, will have a colour session and they're off and running. They know their style just from having their colours. Their body shape's not an issue. And they create the most beautiful style just from having their colours done. Other people I work with season in, season out, because they will admit it's a struggle. And it, it's a struggle four years on. And they'd rather, like with a coach or a therapist, they'd rather have impartial help and an expert advice, you know, an expert that's living and breathing it. Know who you are and then act accordingly. There is so much there. And... Um... The kind of things I've jotted down as, as you three were talking there was one, definitely about that vision board. I didn't realize I was creative until Lizzie one day sent, said to me, have you thought about doing a vision board? Now I'm obsessed. I do a vision board all the time. I'm going to add our Pinterest to the show notes as well. Um, I highly recommend following Lizzie and Sam and Winnie on Instagram because it's full of fantastic content. Um, and I'm recently reading um, a book called The Little Book of Colour, um, mainly because I wanted to understand what colour meant and to kind of lift my mood and to work alongside my business as well, making sure I'm using the right colours. Is colors. that Karen Haller? Yeah. She's amazing. She's she's brilliant. She's like a colour guru. Oh, you can also take a course. She's doing a few courses for business owners, creatives, interior stylists and people that work with colour. So it's definitely worth checking out her website. Yeah, I, I will put the website on, on the show notes as well. And yeah, please do contact any of us 
Um, I will probably end up pointing you in the direction of Sam and Lizzie anyway. But um, please do contact us if you would like any information around anything that we've talked about today. Thank you so much for joining me on Speak Female. I've really enjoyed talking about fashion and style. And I hope the listeners are coming away from listening to this podcast, feeling empowered and educated. Thank you for tuning in to the Speak Female podcast. I've been your host, Lucy Grimwade. Check out the show notes where you will find contact details for the panellists that have been on this episode today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share across your networks. The more people we can reach, the better. And I will leave you with this. Be curious, be kind, and be the change you want to see in the world. Speak female soon.